Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Oh my God, I got into it with a driver this morning. Uh, my bike commute to work. Um, you know when somebody passes you going about 40 miles an hour and you have less than a block to a stop sign, that like there's a problem? Uh, and so this, this person in a van almost drove me off the road and almost hit another person driving. They had to come to a dead stop to avoid this crazy driver so of course i caught up to the person she rolls her window down i'm like what the fuck are you, are you doing and she's like what are you talking about and she's just like starts screaming at me like uh oh yeah do you think i would catch up to you a block later and you know anyway um and i'm like you almost hit me and you almost hit that other car right there she's like when i'm like right now like a block ago and then i noticed that her windshield's shattered right and then i noticed that the front bumper's gone and then I noticed that her airbag has deployed and is hanging there between her and the steering wheel. So she looked like she she was in the middle of fleeing another fucking collision and almost caused two more. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I was like, or, yeah. or she just has never fixed. She's a horrible driver and just never fixed her previous. Well, you know, driving around then, with the airbag in her lap. Yeah. Then technically, she's still fleeing days or weeks later. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I was like, you see how your car is all fucked up? That it's like that because. You're a shitty driver, and she screamed, "My daughter did it." That's <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your daughter did it. No, anyway, so that's how my day started. Lovely, lovely, nice. and uh, we we're also joined uh, by frequent recurring guest uh, Peter Douche. Peter, what's going on? Hey guys, what's up? Nothing much in my world. In just your... <laughs> I was going to ask how <laughs> things are in the uh, embassy suites. Oh, fantastic! Brunching it. Mimosa, yeah. it, all that good stuff. Is your gay rescue cat of color there with you? He is. Uh, I don't know what he's doing, but he's probably going to cut me anytime now. That's his memo. <laughs> where, uh, Peter, where can people find your book again? What's the web, what's the web address? Uh, com. And if you're a, a centrist and you, you want to support Bezos, go to Amazon. It's there too. Nice. He's he needs, the, he needs the money. He's yeah. hurting. Yeah. He's only down to what half a trillion dollars now. Yeah. Well, yeah. he just isn't he getting a divorce? So I mean, isn't it He's time for up half. To, to put up a GoFundMe for him? Pay for his divorce. <laughs> I think so. See, you joke, but there's a very good chance that liberals might do that. <laughs> Send him some roses. Eighty five thousand dollars in roses. Yeah. Totally oh normal. Not 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 not, not a cult. serial killer thing to do. Not a cult. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um. We had an interesting week this week. A lot of stuff happening. Um, obviously, the uh, government shutdown has uh, been continuing. Uh, it seems like there's no fucking end in sight. Uh, you know, I, I don't need to go into the details of what's happening. Everyone knows Trump is throwing a temper tantrum because he's not getting uh, funding for a wall that's not actually going to get built. And it's a fucking campaign thing. But uh, you know, the Democrats, to their minor credit, are actually seemingly holding firm on it for now. So I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, but it's like, the, the only way we could possibly lose this argument is if Pelosi and Schumer are in charge. Otherwise, yeah. we have a bulletproof position. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it, but it, he ever, as long longer this goes on, the worse it looks for him and for the Republicans which means the Democrats are sure to cave in any day now. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so I see some uh, some good news, hopefully good news today, that uh, there are four uh, Senate Republicans introducing a bill that would basically change the way that the funding works so they wouldn't there wouldn't be a way to shut down the government over a funding dispute ever again. And I don't remember the last time I ever heard something that Senate Republicans were Good doing Republican was, bill. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, what's the catch? Well, so I don't, I actually think that's really interesting and I don't think there's a catch necessarily. I think that it's smart politics from them for once because they understand that the party way more willing to shut the government down uh, is the Republicans because they don't believe in government. So but the problem is government shutdowns are incredibly unpopular. I mean, there's something like 800,000 federal workers that aren't fucking getting paid and being ex- are expected to go into work right now. It's, it's it's monstrous. I mean, imagine if you 
didn't get your paycheck for two weeks, you'd be fucking, you know, destitute. Like I couldn't, I literally couldn't survive that. So, and I'm sure most people listening. Yeah. Couldn't. Well, you know how many times a day um, somebody calls into my office asking if they, if this is going to affect their passport application. It, it's like mm-hmm. 90% of the calls are like, hey, are you still, are you still working? And I'm like, well, <laughs> you're talking to me, aren't you? <laughs> well no but a lot of them are still working just not getting paid uh which is even fucking worse it's horrible right right well part of the the difference here is that you know you've got um uh, the consular affairs is considered essential services which is what passports fall under but every application people are paying money for it so that funds the operation of that Mm -hmm. part of the department of state directly when aren't you guys contractors too well, I mean, the agents that actually process the applications, I don't know if they're contracted or not. Um, the 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 office of agents that I work with are technically contractors, but I don't know exactly if that makes a difference in this case or not. But we're, we didn't but know. You're still getting paid. You're not working for free. Oh, at least, yeah. Right? I'm getting paid more than ever. You kidding? They fucking every okay. every six months, they're like, hey, take some more money. We love what you're doing. Just, you know, keep up the good work. <laughs> beauty of a government or pseudo government job yeah so you actually get mandated pay raises um (laughs) which is why i'm trying to get a fucking postal job there you go sweet um but yeah so uh but i i I think that's good politics on their part because they're saying like look you know uh, obviously we don't give a fuck if government works or not but this is really bad for us to come next election because people are gonna be like hey Why'd you guys keep shoving, shutting the government down? It's been shut down three times since Trump's been in office. So they want to take the that that chip away from, uh, you know, man children like Donald Trump because they realize that it's really bad politics for them, uh, especially when they vote like a hundred to one to pass a spending bill and then Donald Trump vetoes it. So. Right. I think it's preemptive on their part to say like, hey, you know, it's not that we don't want the wall funding or that we don't care about our priorities, but you're fucking killing us and you don't give a shit because this is all about your reelection. You don't care about our reelection. So I think that's probably why they're doing it. And even if it can't pass, it gives the people that vote for it cover. Yes, that's another good point. Yeah. So they can also say, look, I voted to make sure that this doesn't happen to you guys. I, I, you know, I, I agree with the president, but I don't agree with shutting the government down and, and not paying you guys, uh, you know, for the wall. I think we can get that funding other ways. That's well, what they say when they and vote for it. You might, there might be a couple that are at least smart enough to realize that, you know, um, that if you're really worried about national security, uh, having TSA people not show up to work um, might actually endanger the country more. You know, if you're worried, <laughs> you're starting to, you're willing to make the country less safe from actual terrorists coming in through, through airlines, right? Uh, and you're willing to throw that under the bus to build a wall. Oh, we're to keep so out fucking vulnerable it's, right it's, now. It's just yeah. like, what the, <laughs> what the we're, we're, we're insanely vulnerable. You know what's even worse than the, than terrorists or whatever coming in? A, a lot of ins- FAA inspectors who inspect the fucking planes aren't going into work so who knows if these fucking planes are even safe enough to take off like epa fda like you think oh yeah the fda food like they're not doing as nearly as many you got a listeria uh, outbreak you could have hundreds of people die right that's that stuff could kill you in 24 hours i worked on a um, listeria um food recall thing like i was doing intake evaluations by phone uh from people who had gotten sick and i talked to a couple people who had relatives die during that outbreak wow Thank and that, that was, yeah, just like peaches that had a mold on it that killed them. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. That shit's so scary, man. Like it's, it's, you can't, it's like almost like you can't even think about that because if you really thought about how easy it would be to just pick one piece of food up, that's fucking contaminated with listeria or E. coli or something. You, you would never eat a fucking piece of food again. <laughs> yeah. Or you fucking dive into, a, like, into a pond and get that flesh and bacteria in your sinuses and then your fucking brain <laughs> eats itself from the inside yeah. out. It's it's amazing we've survived on this planet, considering all the shit that's around that kill, could kill us very I know, easily, any right, second, all time. But we're killing the planet, you know, in, in instead. So I guess that makes up for it. Um, but yeah, so uh, the shutdown's still going on over the border wall. Um, and Trump the other night uh, gave a uh, Oval Office address, his first Oval Office address uh, since taking over the presidency. Uh, which is a very rare thing. I mean, I, I can only remember the only couple office addresses I remember were the uh, invasion of Iraq office address that Bush gave. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a pretty 
it's reserved for very big moments typically especially in like the modern tv age um and he spent nine minutes uh rambling about uh just made up statistics and falsified uh like you know intel uh to justify why he needs to build this wall and it was fucking you know disgusting and racist and all the shit that you expect from donald trump um well and there was even he a couple points where you're like okay i can see that that's a problem but building a wall in no way will change that problem so what the fuck are you even talking about exactly and that's the part where pelosi and schumer just dropped the ball i mean they don't even come back to them yeah 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 but I mean, they're absurd, you know, I mean, anyone, anyone could watch that and come up with a better response than they did. No, it was pathetic. But so, um, you know, what he, he did the, the thing he's done, I think in the state of the union and in like the address to Congress where he'll find one, uh, you know, family who uh, like to make his point that, you know, their, their, their daughter was killed by an illegal immigrant. And it's like, you know what? That's fucking bullshit. That's fucking, that's, that's, uh, tragedy porn. And it's not indicative of the actual numbers regarding the problem no statistically it's 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 next to a non-problem i mean yeah no immigrants commit crimes especially violent crimes at a much lower rate than american citizens per capita not like total like literally per person they commit a much lower uh they they commit crimes at a much lower rate because they're scared that they'll get deported so it's fucking nonsense but he just finds, you know, I, I could I could find a person who uh, was run over by an ice cream truck and I could use that to justify we need to ban these ice cream trucks. They're, well, they're running people down. Too, clearly, that's the threat is too great, <laughs> Anthony. Right. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like you could find anyone who's been affected by something if you want to make a bullshit political point. That doesn't mean that that's a real fucking problem. Like, you know, it's just nonsense. And that person didn't kill them because they were an illegal immigrant. They killed them because they were a fucking lunatic. And, you know, they were going to kill them anyway or whatever the case may be. And that it, right. it, it's just it's well, not better border for related. Someone in their country. No, of course. Right? They are country. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Let, let them kill over um, there instead of over here. We're, we got, you know, if we're going to have violent crime and we have guns, we should be doing our own mass shootings ourselves. We don't need immigrants to come here and take <laughs> away our mass mass murderers. Those are jobs. American jobs. That's right. It's true. Um, I can yeah, call so, my mom a bitch. You can't call my mom a bitch. All right. You see how that works? Um. So, you know, it was his usual bullshit. And, you know, Stephen Miller supposedly wrote the speech which was very evident when you when you read it because he thinks he's fucking smart but he's really just a moron that you know listens to way too much breitbart and fucking jordan peterson thinks he knows what he's talking about but um you know we expected that from trump and we expected the networks to cover it but what i did not expect was just the baffling baffling decision to a allow nancy pelosi and chuck schumer to jointly deliver the response in uh, the most horrifying David Lynchian uh, <laughs> staged hallway I've ever seen in my entire life, where there was just this giant, empty marble corridor with uh, uh, roughly, what would you say, maybe like 500, 600 flags behind them? Uh, yeah. You know, and that. Yeah. And they, both, um, they looked like they were announcing that a nuclear bomb had just gone off and they had some they, bad they news like to tell us. They looked like fucking zombies. It, like, it, it, was it looked so... like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Like, we yeah. have, you know, we are Asians <laughs> just like you. <laughs> They're going to open their mouths and, like, point, like, at like, the end of fucking. <laughs> a snake comes out of their mouth us. or something. Yeah. Um, I think I shared the, the the picture of the two of them together with a, a quote from the 1993 remake of Body Snatchers, where the you know the last guy who's not turned into an alien yet gets cornered by them by all the the you know uh, aliens that look like his friends and like where are you gonna go, where are you gonna run, nowhere because there's no one else left like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, well, the thing just um, had no emotion behind it too. Oh God! It, it, it didn't. Just... It didn't fact check that him at all on anything, and it had no emotion. They didn't even call him a liar. I yeah. mean, fucking Christ! They were like, "Oh well, his Donald Trump, uh, you know, stated falsehoods." And like, are you fucking kidding me? But this is, you know, keep doing it. Well, keep doing that shit like that because it's, it's endemic. 
it's all how out of touch they are like the rebuttals written before he even says anything right so Mm -hmm. they don't know exactly what he said because it's it's got to be written down on a teleprompter for them to air immediately after right so but you know still yeah bernie managed to fucking nail it i mean to to have someone come in there and insert some corrections i mean oh of course of course but they don't do that because they don't give a shit no, they don't give a shit. But and it, the thing is, their delivery was just so like reading off a sheet of paper. Like you, they, they there's just no passion. There's no, you don't believe a fucking word they're saying. Like they, nothing that they said. It, it was all politics. Chuck Schumer is a fucking goofball and a horrible speaker. Nancy Pelosi sounds like she's sloshed fucking every time she opens her mouth. Like. Yeah. She always sounds like she's drunk. So like, it's just you were saying, like, is, well, these why, are the speakers of the party. Why are they the speakers of the party? Like, why were, did they put the speakers of the party out there to do it? Because they're afraid of fucking Bernie and and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez being the real voice of the party. They're trying to reassert that they're the head of the party, no matter how awkward and awful they sound. Right. But the, yeah. the beautiful part of it all is that that just provides the contrast when everyone goes from that and tunes into Bernie's response. Exactly. And I love I love that Bernie now does he doesn't even bother trying to go on NBC or CNN to give his response. He's just like, fuck it. Just go to my socials. You all know where to find me. More people watch me there anyway. Nobody watches fucking CNN. <laughs> and and all he right, delivered we're doing his- this. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he, he comes in there. His hair is not combed. He just sits down. He's like, all right, just turn it on. I don't need a prompter. Just go. <laughs> And fucking, you know, like literally maybe 10 minutes after their response and he just fucking lit him up. It was amazing. It was his it was his usual Bernie Sanders fire. Uh, he, you know, managed to get smash in a lot of policy, even not even quite related to, to the Trump's like it was, he, you know, yeah, he was like, doing his camp. He kept pointing out what issues we should be focused on instead of the fake yeah, issue, which, which is which what is Pelosi amazing. and Schumer should have done. I mean, that's terrible. They, did, they didn't mention a single issue. No. Yeah. Right. Well, that's just, I mean, Bernie, uh, Bernie always is that way. You know, like you show him shooting basketballs and he's like, and the, that three point shot I made just uh, reminds me of that we need to take right. action on climate change and that it's like he can, he, <laughs> top he can't 1% of 1%. You, you, see the, you see the way, you see the way Le, uh, Levy boxed me out over there? That's what we need to do to climate change. We need to make <laughs> Sure. Right. That we uh, that we get we, we box the carbon out of the atmosphere and then, um, but no, he he was fucking amazing. And he what he kept saying was it, everything he would say. He would repeat Donald Trump. So he actually probably in his fucking million. Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen him during debates. He's always pulling pieces of paper out of fucking pockets, like in his jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's the funniest thing. Look for it next time. You'll never be able to unsee it. But so he um. I'm sure he was while he was watching the speech jotting down shit because he just kept saying like, well, you know, tonight Donald Trump said this. That was a lie. This is what actually like he said that like four or five times, like straight up. That was a lie. This is what he said. It's bullshit. This is the truth of the situation. And that's how you win. So easy. That's how you win the argument. I mean, how obvious is it that you do that? It's so obvious and easy, but the fucking Democrats, even even shit that they could make a good point on that they don't that wouldn't affect their donors. They just can't do it because they're fucking feckless and, and you know, they can't string two sentences together. And it's just – it's the contrast is so amazingly stark. Well, and it's, it's like – Because Trump doesn't really care about a border wall, right? It's just his way to, to be no, dominant, right? And Trump and – or Pelosi and Schubert don't really care about it either. I mean we have an 800-mile-long border wall built by Obama and Bush that nobody wants to talk about. But everyone still puts in a photo every time they talk about a bigger wall. Right. Like, what, mm-hmm. what, doesn't everyone kind of go like, hey, wait, where, it's what, there already. what wall it's is that? Like, what, what's the wall that keeps showing? It's 800 miles already. And it covers oh, almost all of the habitable area of the border already. The only parts that Trump would be building the wall is in the mountains where you can't build it in the first fucking place. pass. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, so and you, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the NBC News like went down to the border to look at his prototypes and the steel slats that it, that he's saying are like the ones with the fucking like points on top. They they sawed through them with like a handsaw. They sawed <laughs> through the fucking slats with a handsaw. Man, American steel. like if they go to Home Depot and get a handsaw on a ladder, we're fucked. They're so ineffectual. It's like what? We're going to spend 50 to 70 billion dollars on an ineffectual, racist, unnecessary uh, border wall through already treacherous areas where nobody's going to cross. 
uh, and then people are just going to come up to it and either saw through it or climb over it or climb under it anyway. Yeah, where you could just spend and fly over it, spend some yes. more money to and shore up the ports a little more, and then you can actually stop you know a lot of the drugs coming in and things that really matter. Yeah, or we could just stop our war on drugs altogether, and we won't have that? to worry about uh, providing you know so much traffic for them. But um, yeah, it, it's 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 absurd. So Bernie fucking killed it. He was great. He was clearly gearing up for 2020, getting in his you know attack while uh, while diverting to policy uh, message across, which I right. love, and I think that's so essential. Um, AOC also gave a, a a sort of response. She went on Rachel Maddow right after, and she gave her uh, answer in in regards to the, the how she felt about the speech. And I actually, uh, comrade, you had thoughts about it, so I want to get your thoughts. But I actually thought overall she was uh, very good about the speech for the most part. But what, what were you, you had some concerns about it? Well, this is the first time she was on Rachel Maddow, right? And I, you know, I'm always worried when people i like get too close to the to the enemy right and like how that's going to affect them because rachel maddow unlike um you know anderson cooper doing a long form 60 minutes interview where aoc got to really be herself and you know got challenged a little bit and got to have you know go give great answers to somewhat critical questions Rachel Maddow is going to butter up her guests that she wants to say the things she wants her to say right, right. and trap it, basically just like get her to create the sound bites that suit Rachel Maddow's audience, which is, you know, we hate Trump and that's all it is. And there's nothing that, that she said about the president that was wrong. I thought the critique was great, but in that critique, she also was saying things like, well, because of immigrants, you know, New York city is just such a thriving economic, you know, all this economic prosperity in New York now, because, because of, of, of all, all of our, our diverse community. And it's like, I want to hear the AOC that's railing against gentrification, railing against Amazon coming in and building a new headquarters and getting a $3 billion deal. When I hear socialists start talking about the you know, economic prosperity of New York and not mentioning things like gentrification, I start to worry, right? I, I totally get that. And I agree with you. I, I do think, and I, and we've kind of talked about this and you kind of, I, I, I think agree, maybe not, but you, she, she knows the audience she's talking to though. Oh, sure. She knows she can, you know, lure them in. She's talking right. to the New York neoliberal, exactly, uh, you know, and business class liberals. Exactly. And m one of my tweets about this was, you know, I, I I get that that's what she's trying to do, but there is also such a thing as reading the room too well, you know, and and catering yeah. the message too well, like not talking about all the problems that are there because you know someone like trump uh he loves the economic prosperity in new york city because his real estate goes up in value so you could you could still t attack him and talk about you know that kind of stuff at the same time i know it's still more of a soundbite format rather than a long sure. 60 minutes interview but i was still just kind of like a eh, little little twinge it, of... it bothers me i'm not like super concerned about it though because yeah. i know like i you know what i mean like i know she knows the right policies in in regards yeah. to that area she knows how but to see, hit the right page my concern with with why they're i think they're giving her a lot of airway to try to build her up so that they can catch her in that moment and create some sort of sarah palin-esque thing and use it to go back to the progressive movement and bernie and and mock mock his goals because they can't do yeah. that to bernie they'll never awesome. trip up bernie in that area right that's possible. I also think they're, they're they are cult of personality lunatics. Like they genuinely, like it. It's it partly they they use the identity politics stuff to to you know disingenuously to attack Bernie. But I also do think that they're so wrapped up in their corporate media bubble that that's the only kind of currency that they trade in. So when they do find somebody who is young and attractive and female uh, and a Democrat, they don't necessarily like I don't I don't I don't think it's necessarily all in bad faith that they have her on. They just genuinely love cults of personality. I'm a little sure. torn on so that I, because you know every time they talk about that she's going to be on or they reference those interviews later on other shows, they always put a little snarky tone into Ocasio who's for these crazy things and we'll see if people will vote for those crazy things. There's always this mm -hmm. little undercurrent of she's the Bernie person 
it's a little crazy. That, yeah. And that's why I think it's it's sort of a plan in, in a sense to build her up and tear her down. Well, that's certainly the right wing's plan. I mean, they've been trying for fucking ever and it doesn't stick because she well, just mauls them on Twitter. Meadow wants the ratings of having her on, right? I mean, that that makes her look good when she, you know, but they understand how powerful she is already and how many people follow her. So they know they can get a bunch of left wing people to tune into Meadow for a, you know, 10 minute segment, right? And and when you're the producer of a show that big, you're thinking about everything in terms of like minute to minute ratings, you know, what's going to get the biggest draw for the week? all that kind of stuff yeah um, no i get that show but they they're trying to get a progressive audience back. only say only say certain kinds of they're not going to have her on if she's going to shit all over pelosi right they'll have her on to shit on trump though or to shit on the mainstream media they won't let her do that like that right. they wouldn't have her on for that exactly so um, you know just it's I, I i can see how they would have her on to use her in a certain way sure absolutely. um so yeah i guess that's that's most of the extent of my concern uh, not that she's going to turn into a whole different person or a whole different representative from one segment on rachel maddow but still I think they're also really not smart in in that they think that they can manipulate her the way that they manipulated every DC Democrat in the past to the point where they think that they can get her on their side. And I think she's too smart and too self-aware to actually fall into that trapping, which I don't think they realize yet. So I I think that'll be an interesting five years from now. I don't think they'll ever have her on cable news. Like I'm going to throw that gauntlet (laughs) down right now. Well, Um, you guys both watched the entire 60 minutes segment. Yeah, I, yeah I, uh, I watched most. I watched clips of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, yet, the, you should watch the whole thing because it's great. Um, you know, it's still heavily edited from like three separate interviews. But there's a, a part where he's saying, oh, well, the people are saying you're really you're young and inexperienced and that that's a detriment. And she's like, I'm OK with them thinking that. And Anderson Cooper says, <laughs> so you you're OK with people potentially underestimating you and she goes she just lights up she's like that's how i won my primary <laughs> it starts laughing <laughs> it's the <Right>. cutest moment <laughs> i actually have a couple uh little clips from a 60 minutes interview because it aired after we aired last week so i want to play yeah. a couple uh, just just fun fun things but but also important things uh, sure. in terms of her messaging so we'll we'll chat about that all right there's a, a favorite robert redford movie i think it's called the candidate and after getting elected he says you know now what do i do <laughs> Do you know what you want to do when you get there, or do you know what you're going to do? There are some some things that we know that we that we do have to do. You know, one of those things is that we we acknowledge that we are part of you know, and I am part of a of a larger party. So a lot of that is going to to do and deal with building relationships across the party, making sure that we are building consensus around these issues. There's a lot of folks that I think sometimes want to brand me as a flamethrower, but really the truth, I think the truth of what I am is a consensus builder. And I like to think that I'm persuasive. And so I think a lot of that work is gonna be on building relationships and trying to, to persuade and talk to my colleagues on building a progressive agenda for the party. Do you worry about having overpromised or I mean, because as you said, it's all about consensus building. Mm-hmm. It's about deal making. It's about moderating one issue for, in order to get advancement on on another God, issue. He just, that's, mm-hmm. he's the way he frames things. The reality of politics in Washington. I don't. I don't worry about it because, first of all, when we talk with our organizers and our activists and voters every day, we always say that change does not happen overnight. I know that when the sun sets on my life. I want to be able to tell my grandchildren that we established a single-payer system, tuition-free universities, and that we saved our climate for their future because we decided to be courageous in the moment and make it happen. Damn. Nailed it. I just got fucking... I, I didn't even listen to that whole clip before I put it on. I got chills at the end there. That was fucking great. Yeah, I just... Um, I Like, I wanted to salute a flag right then. It was that, was that, that <laughs> powerful. Um, yeah, no, she's great. But that's a country you can be proud of, and I feel like we've never had that in our lifetimes, maybe in the history of our country, where you can say, like, look, we actually, you know... I mean, there were there were programs passed during the New Deal that maybe, you know, would, would approach that, but there, there was still horrible, you know, racial inequality during that time. I mean, <clears throat> to actually 
want to create a better world. Like that's just all you can ask for from a politician. But, and so, so that's the most simple message though, you know, and the fact is. that Democrats and, and Pelosi can't herself deliver that message is just pathetic. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, well, they're terrified of her. I mean, I'm sure you saw the article today that she responded to that got all the attention, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was from Politico. The title was exasperated. Democrats try to rein in Ocasio-Cortez in any sane she's a farm animal. party, <laughs> in right. any sane party, they would be putting her front and center and saying, this is how we win, right? This shit right here. But no, mm -hmm. they don't like it. They want to rein her in. What fucking hellscape do they want us, the, the future to be that we live in? If any of us are left in a hundred years, Right. Well, I actually have an audio clip of her, of her response to that. Uh, I think somebody actually captured it on the uh, on in, in, on the floor of the uh, the con congressional cafeteria. Oh, so. Yeah, this should be good. God doesn't make the world this way. We do. Hey, Roshak. Hey, you're pretty famous, right? <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm pretty famous too. Ain't that right? That's right. You know, maybe I can give you an autograph, huh? What you say, big boy? None of you seem to understand. I'm not locked in here with you. <laughs> You're locked in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, of course, from The Watchmen. Uh, so, Pat, uh, you said you, I'm sorry, uh, Peter Douche, you said uh, that uh, you, you didn't see this today, but her AOC tweeted out her response to that article, Exasperate Democrats Trade to Reign in Ocasio-Cortez, was to quote that line, you people don't understand, I'm not locked in here with you, you're locked in here with me. And the the world of comic book nerds, you know, Pat Oswalt, oh, everybody, yeah. the they went ever. ballistic today. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I did read the article. A bunch of people are like, hey, let's just elect a president right now. Fuck it. Let's I did read the article. And the funny sure. thing is yeah. they had, you know, they had her, uh, I don't know, other people in Congress, other other people uh, saying things like, you know, they, they kept using the deity like she's not a deity. You know, people are looking at her like she's something special and they're trying to build well, her up like, you know, we're all fangirling over Ocasio or something. It's not about her actual policies, just like they do. Well, with the her. thing is, we, well, they we don't know if they were in Congress because they were allowed to be anonymous. Yeah, one was reason, one was named the and the person that said the really snarky things was unnamed, mm -hmm. which tells me course, they don't exist. Well, so and or it's some schmuck like shitbag that works for Nancy Pelosi or whatever. But right. yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny. They always frame things in, in their, in, in, in like using the way that they think. And they have such a warped fucking view of reality and of, they think that we like her because she's, you know, cute and like, uh, funny. Well, but, I do. We wouldn't like, no, <laughs> I, well, I, that's one no, of the just, things we like about, no, but, but that is truly one of her, her, the things that gives her mass appeal. But if she didn't support the policies we like, we'd tell her to fuck off in a minute. Yeah. If she was, if she was th this we personality Sanders, with Cory Booker's Sanders, policies, we'd tell her to fuck off. Not at all what you think of as conventionally attractive. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, he's no, he's a grumpy professor. old fuck. Like, but the contrast <laughs> is that we're told we're fanning over Ocasio when they're saying you should fan over Beto or Beto. Right. Yeah, exactly. Another person who, who who can be a compelling speech giver who has terrible fucking policies who we all think is a fucking dickhead well, because he is. And they're constantly trying to say, oh, I love AOC and Beto. And it's like, no, stop trying to compare the two. You don't. They're, they're, they're fucking she's the sun and he's Pluto. They're nowhere near each other. Right. <laughs> I just want to read a couple other headlines this week um, about Ocasio. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is. Uh, from the Washington Post, this is the actual headline. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says she's taking a, quote, self-care, end quote, break. Here's what that means. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> you have to fucking put it in quotes. They're so out of touch. Here's another one. Here's another one uh, from CNBC. Why Ocasio-Cortez could be bad news for Wall Street. 
<laughs> like they're oh no, they're genuinely they think that that's a this is the bad thing. And this one, this is my favorite. <laughs> uh, Mark Cuban, uh, billionaire activist, urges Alexander Ocasio Cortez to nix our bad habit of using partisan language. Bill- Imagine billionaire writing- activist, and then he says, "We're all in this together." No, we're not. We're coming for fucking billionaires' heads, motherfucker. Can you imagine writing the phrase "billionaire activist" and not immediately punching yourself in the dick? No, like, can you imagine? I can't. I, I would, no, I would. I, my parody account. I wrote that months ago as a joke. Billionaire act, grassroots oh activist. They don't. There's no such fucking thing. Yeah, it just, it's preposterous. So yeah, clean coal, it, guys. It's clean pathetic. coal. Yeah. Well, and she had another great. I mean, you know, and again, this is becoming just the weekly AOC dunks on shitbags segment but she also uh it's so joe lieberman uh everyone's favorite fucking trump supporter uh you know as i call him yeah the the the, maybe the worst maybe the worst person in washington like it's pretty it's a pretty hard competition but in terms of people that have had a negative effect i mean he single-handedly helped kill the public option although you know we later found out that obama didn't want it anyway but you know he, he's just been a shitbag right winger oh, he tanked for his fucking nomination yeah you blame ralph nader for fucking bush becoming president fucking joe lieberman's the one that helped al gore really lose yeah and if he, he's now basically a trump supporter if you look at all these articles written by these these dems that used to carry some weight um it's all people that lost their elections and they're saying these people aren't electable he lost his fucking primary and he ran as an independent and fucking yeah. split the vote and got back into Congress. Like he he pulled like the the move that Joe Crowley tried to do, but, you know, hilariously failed at. Um, but so it's so the reason I bring him up is because he wrote an article uh, today or the other day for the Huffington Post, I believe, saying, uh, don't think that Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is the future of the Democratic Party because um, we really want advice from you. Why don't we get advice from fucking Alan Dershowitz next? Why don't Why don't we see what he thinks about yeah. the future? Well, of the Dem- here's the thing Fuck that off, Joe, Joe doesn't Lieberman. seem to remember is that uh, he's not a real Democrat and AOC is. Right. <laughs> That's literally true. Well, uh, so uh, AOC, in response to him, uh, quote tweeted that article and says, uh, new party, who did? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Which was really fucking funny. <laughs> But can we just go back for a second? uh, uh, Huffington Post put out a whole hit piece infographic thing with video and audio because a small town paper in in Vermont went after Bernie. Yeah, who who don't like him already because he won't give them interviews because they're a shitty centrist rag. Oh, everyone, everyone ran that story. And their little video clip had all the hit pieces because some people think he's too old because this, that, and the other. I mean, this is the Huffington Post. You know, it yeah, used to be a corporate rag. Yeah, but I mean, they 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 need to be knocked down a notch. I mean, I have a problem with that big time. I think they're just yeah. they, no, they're, they turned it into just nothing but spam advertising. They kind of knocked themselves down a bit anyway. But yeah, it was it was like a, a small town newspaper runs an op ed, and that's the headline for New York Times, Washington papers. Post, Politico, Daily Kos, Huffington Post. It's like the, it's. You know, we've said this phrase many times on the show, making a mountain out of a molehill. It's just they will take mm-hmm. any negative. I mean, look at all this bullshit like, oh, there was a, a staffer of Bernie's that uh, kissed a chick and she didn't like it. If Bernie didn't know about it, how can he be president? Well, it's like, well, because nobody told him. Well, if Bernie's not a mind reader, how can we trust him to run the Navy? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, you know, by the way, just to that story, fucking Hillary Clinton literally knew about and shielded a sexual predator and moved him to a different campaign office during her campaign. Kamala Harris would fire somebody that was accused of sexual harassment in her office. But, but mean, but somehow Bernie is way more liable and gets way more press coverage for something he didn't even fucking know about on a campaign that ballooned from a little Denny's in Vermont to a national campaign where he almost beat the most powerful woman in the democratic party. There, so, I got, you know, I got blocked by a, a Hillbot this week who is, um, her tweet was that if, if you like Bernie, but hate AOC, you might be a sexist. And everyone was like, nobody likes who AOC. Is, who, doesn't like, who are you talking yeah, about? It's like, that's complete opposite of reality. It's all you people that like AOC that still hate Bernie that are either uh, a bot, uh, had a lobotomy or are just anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, 
Well, I actually have one more clip from AOC's uh, 60 Minutes interview That's that, that kind of speaks to what we were just talking about, Listen. about moving the party uh, to the left. There are a lot of people in the Democratic Party, members of Congress, who are concerned that you're going to try to push the party too far to the left. Yeah, I, while well, I understand that concern, I think that I'm a much more reasonable person than people tend to make me out to be. It does also seem with the level of coverage that you've been getting and, and the tenor of the coverage from Fox and others that they're certainly trying to make you be the standard bearer of the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. And with the idea being Democratic Party is radical and is far to the left mm -hmm. and wants all these dangerous things. I mean, right. that seems to be one of the subtexts. Well, I can see why Fox would consider a living wage to be a radical far-left agenda when they are supporting the incarceration of children at our border. I can see how they think that uh, us believing Damn. that people should have the legal right to apply for asylum is so vastly different than their punitive policies to build a wall and shut our borders. It is radically different from their point of view. But we're not the ones that are advocating or defending the violation of human rights, and they are. Wow. Damn. That was such a Bernie response. I, I was I had the exact same thought. I was like, she fucking learned from Bernie. That's exactly the way Bernie frames things. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it is radical to uh say you know, that. Uh, is radical. Like he, 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 <laughs> it just I mean, even the question though, like all all these dangerous things, like have you looked at the fucking the, the we had the three most uh costly uh, quote, natural disasters in American history this year. That to me is fucking yep. dangerous. Not acting on climate change is fucking dangerous, Cooper. But, but I like Cooper is terrified that we're coming for his unearned billions. Like he's fucking terrified. Yeah, because yeah. you could tell when he says, you know, Fox News is framing you this way. It's how he and MSNBC are also <laughs> framing her. Exactly. It's like, yeah, really? It's just Fox News, Anderson? Like, are you fucking kidding? I, I still can't get over that in that interview, uh, he asked her, you know, do you think Donald Trump's a racist? Really? And she said, yeah, without question. And he goes, how, how can you oh, say that? Which totally turned into a meme this week of, of just, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, my favorite one was a guy where it was just uh, me. Racism exists. And then the next line was a white. And then it just showed Anderson Cooper. How can you say that? <laughs> I saw that. So I vowed to like for, so forevermore funny. referring to, you know, the, the Beckys and Hillbots or whatever. Like I'm just going to refer to them as a white from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that made me laugh a lot. Um, but yeah, so, you know, she's, she's fucking amazing. And she's come such a long way already in terms of her uh, interviews. Because I you remember some of the early interviews she gave. She was a little stumbly even though she had the right policies she like yeah. she's she's gotten such good media training and she's kind of such a natural at this that I, I i really can't wait to see where she is in five years in terms of her interviews and her messages yeah but they're gonna they're gonna back off on her because people. i think my strong theory is that they've been trying to get her in that moment where they catch her being you know off off topic or well, well they, they try to turn everything into that the, too the yeah PBS interview they definitely did that so they're all trying to catch that again and i think she realizes that, that was like the her one big fuck up that she got right on right. the palestine thing and she's not going to make the same mistake again she's too smart to do right to but do when that, they realize right? that we're not going to hear from her much anymore is the point yeah, well, well I agree. It's, that's it's why I mean I, I don't ratings, think they'll have though. our cable news anymore. You know, it's still ratings, and after the election, they Bernie started to get get the the ratings they wanted. They only shut him out when they realized that he was going to win. Uh, if they didn't, but you know, she's a long way from being a real threat to campaign finance right now, at least at least for the you know little while. But you know, she's going to be on this finance committee, right? And that could affect Wall Street. That's what that Wall Street article was about. Was she's going to have real power now on this committee yeah right. um which is amazing but yeah once if you i don't know if you guys remember but like after trump got elected they ran a bunch of town halls with bernie and debates with bernie on cnn and i think that they realized that his messaging was too good and they stopped doing them they haven't done them in like months and i i really wonder if that you know if they if they kind of got the hint of well, like, oh fuck this maybe we're, we're helping him when maybe. we just to me it's not we're making it worse to me it's not they don't they're not going to take ratings over an issue that cost them money. No, well, that's no, what I'm saying. Not. I think they yeah, realize you know. it's going to cost them too much money to get consensus on his side. Yeah. 
uh, and he's too good of a communicator. But well, if it's between um, him and Ted Cruz, then you know the people <laughs> will tune in for that one way or the other. Yeah. But you know, I mean, the big thing the corporate networks are afraid of is from Bernie is he would push massive campaign finance reform, which means they suddenly don't get three billion dollars in advertising buys per election cycle anymore. That's what the the networks are really afraid of. They, you know, they care about what their advertisers, car industry, fossil fuel industry, what they think, you know, as well. But their own industry is what they're really worried about. And elections are some of the biggest ratings they get. And those ad buys are some of the most revenue they get for those cycles. Right. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we, we spoke about uh, great communicators like Bernie and AOC. So I, I want to bring it back to uh, a horrible, uh, awful, just pathetic communicator in Nancy Pelosi. Um, and, you know, she uh, gets a town hall on CNN uh, or actually MSNBC in this case, uh, because reasons, I guess. Uh, so she was doing a sit down town hall with Joanne Reed, where the audience was allowed to ask questions. And she had an answer earlier regarding uh, some fucking, you know, uh, neoliberal that they'd let in asked her, well, I, my, my biggest concern is how are you going to protect and strengthen the ACA? And even a softball like that for someone like Nancy Pelosi, she fucking bungled and talked about for rambled for 10 minutes about fucking nonsense little like well if we pass this provision and blah, blah, and but but then medicare for all you know a lot of people in the caucus want to pass it but medicare for all doesn't have a catastrophic cover yeah it doesn't fucking need it it covers everybody like you don't need to fuck it like she just makes up disingenuous nonsense bullshit arguments to uh somehow she literally tried to claim that the affordable care act is better coverage than medicare for all like that literally is what she tried to make in the argument in that fucking town. Well, and she, and they're falling um, into, she's playing into the same things that the Republicans say about Medicare for all, which is that Medicare for all is Medicare. So if you have any beef with Medicare, you have a beef with Medicare for all. Yeah. When meanwhile, it's like, number one, the reason they, that Bernie called it Medicare for all is because Medicare is the most popular insurance program in the country. But realistically, when you look at the bill, it's way better than Medicare. It includes a lot of shit that Medicare, and I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this from a healthcare perspective because I work in healthcare. It's got a lot of uh, areas that it addresses that, that Medicare has nothing to do with. Uh, you know, within the Medicare for all bill, there's obviously dental, vision, um there's uh there's different amendment the provisions in there like it actually reinstates federal funding for abortions which is something that the Hyde amendment you know overturned right there's so many little things that have nothing to do with medicare per se but uh you know price controls things like that that medicare don't have built into have you seen the the concern trolls that'll say well they don't like medicare for all because they hate bernie obviously but because it doesn't offer (laughs) um because it doesn't offer like free child care you know, for like free daycare or something like that. And it's like, yeah. but that's like, there's fucking that, room for amendments. Like, what? yeah, you can add, it's like, so you don't, you want to deny 29 million Americans healthcare, but that, which includes children, mothers, elder, you know, it's just like, you want to deny them that because of one they, thing it doesn't do, you know, just fuck off yeah. your fucking concern. Trolls. Well, they try every argument. Yeah. Do you remember when they were saying that it was going to put in like people of color disproportionately out of work if you closed the insurance centers for this stuff? <laughs> oh my God. Like, I mean, just you know, fucking disingenuous like, beyond belief right? yeah or, or they'll they'll yeah, say how... most fucking places use call centers in india they don't use american calls yeah. right like right or, or they'll say how originally the new deal uh wasn't racially just therefore we shouldn't have uh, a green new deal now <laughs> yeah it's it's like so you don't want better things then why are you in this political party that's supposed to be pushing for better things? Mm-hmm. Just go fucking run. Why are you in politics, period? Just go away. No. Like, go the fuck yeah. away if you don't care. Yeah, well, that, just to, yeah. Green, to the Green New Deal real quickly. Um, so AOC managed to get Pelosi to form a commission for the Green New Deal, right? That was a big, big thing. But the one thing she wouldn't do that AOC wanted was to have people that rejected fossil fuel money. So you've got a Green New Deal you know, commission with people that are taking tons of fossil fuel money. Or well, so what AOC wanted her to do, and this is how we knew right off the bat that that Pelosi was going to fuck her and not was not at all going to even try to play ball. Uh, So she wanted her to create a Green New Deal subcommittee. uh, But what she did was reconvene the uh, climate uh, 
climate action uh, committee or I forget exactly the name of it. So what it is, it's a climate committee, but it's not specifically focused on a mandate of creating a green new deal bill, which was what AOC was asking her for. Yeah. And the other thing she asked, as you mentioned, was to not put anyone who takes fossil fuel, not allow anyone who takes fossil fuel money on it. Uh, so what she did was appoint somebody at the head of the fucking commission that takes a ton of fossil fuel money and somehow thinks that blocking people uh, who take fossil fuel money is a violation of their First Amendment rights. Right. Uh, well, so, yeah, what's going to happen Nancy though, is the, these kids from this Sunrise Movement Coalition, whatever the fuck, who occupied Pelosi's office, they're going to go occupy this committee and shut it down. When they try to convene, oh, and they're going to shame that. the fuck out of anyone who's taking fossil fuel money who's on the climate change commission. Hell yeah, yeah. No, these these, these kids are not placated, and I fucking love it. Like that, like I, I really just the activism in in, in in I see in the sunrise movement, and I think in you know generation coming up is really uh, inspiring and really uh, makes me hopeful that that we're going to get this right eventually we're going to get rid of these fucking you know well, it, the and these the are world. these are pretty young kids but i can tell you that um there's there's been anti-fossil fuel coalitions you know for a long sure. time that have been doing a lot of amazing things one of the most important is not permitting any new fossil fuel terminals which are usually you know the connection point between a pipeline and then a terminal that then puts it onto a ship to to export it is where you have a lot of very educated young people and old people too, you know, Sierra Club members are mostly old folks, right? So the permitting process has to go through either EPA or DEQ, right? So there's got to be public testimony. If you can put out a mass email and get 800 people to show up to testify against a new coal port terminal, it's not getting approved, right? You're going to have a, such yeah. a long hearing and you'll have like maybe 10 um, lobbyists show up in support of it. They have to weigh that testimony, right? 800 people testify against a project and only 10 testify for it like that, uh, for a new, um, you know, natural gas, whatever it is, coal, whatever, it's not going to get permitted. So that's how you can start preventing anything new from happening, but it's still got to, we've still got to dismantle what's already there. And every one of those needs yeah. a guy who becomes viral with a bootlicker comment. <laughs> that's how we win yeah no absolutely um so i actually have another uh i have a clip actually from that that town hall that's not about uh it, it, medicare for all but it was nancy pelosi asking uh answering a question related to black lives matter so um i'm sure she had the right response because this has been oh, something that democrats have talked yeah. about for this is like five for years, years black and, lives matter has been around there's no way she could fuck this one up right there's no, there's well, no she way she it. wouldn't at least be able to, to, she totally nails it. So let's, let's hear her response. This is Shelly Ward, a senior studying journalism and media studies. Shelly, what's your question? Um, congratulations on your, the election. You, Do you support the Black Lives Matter movement? Well, I support the recognition that Black Lives Matter, for sure. And I have incorporated that in many of my statements. Uh, I think it is, all lives matter, yes. Uh, but there it has we really have to redress past grievances in terms of how we have addressed the African-American community. I had a real privilege yesterday to address uh, the Black Caucus, the swearing-in of the new Black Caucus members. Eight, at least eight new members elected from places that are not majority mm -hmm. black communities. So this was a real uh, breakthrough. So I think that we are all <laughs> you know, working together to make sure that every part of our community, whether it's the uh, immigrant community, whether it's the black community, whether it's women's community and the rest, not only matter, but Oh you know what a, a nancy pelosi sentence is like yeah. it's like if she had it was like every nancy pelosi sentence is like a car going down like a, a 45 degree hill and her brakes yeah. are out and she's like trying to stop the sentence but she can't figure out a way to it's stop and she just keeps going and going and then eventually smashes into a brick wall at 100 miles but an hour that's a nancy pelosi don't sentence. you feel yeah. like in her her internal dialogue the whole time is don't say i have a black friend no, don't say I have a black friend. Don't say her, all lives matter. Her brain and then she is says trying to figure out any way to not say uh, yes, anything of substance, and then try to capitulate as much as possible. I support the theory of the recognition of the possibility that uh, maybe that 
you know, black lives actually matter, but to say I actually support black lives matter, <laughs> well, no, we're capitalists and that's just the way it is. I mean, it's so simple. I mean, she literally says all lives matter in that fucking answer. What is wrong yeah. with her? Like, what is wrong with her? I, 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 I guys, I can't fucking get over. Could you how... imagine if Bernie was asked <laughs> if he support Black Lives Matter and he responded all lives matter? Could you fucking imagine I, what I, they would say? Can I tell you Bernie? what Bernie's exact response was? Spike Lee in, tw- in 2016 said, uh, what does Black Lives Matter mean to you? Bernie Sanders. What it means is that we are sick. We are all sick and tired uh, of seeing unarmed black people shot by police officers, that young people in African-American communities are harassed by police officers. That was his answer. Forward. Like he, he, well, straight fucking I forward. Mean, and now there was more. I cut that, it that's off. Bernie but like Sanders that has a black pl- problem, right? So yeah. I don't know what his answer meant because clearly black people uh, don't like him, or at least twenty percent don't, uh, which are uh, obviously the ones that we care about who donate to Hillary Clinton, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Like, like, like her black staffer that she let die because she wouldn't pay for his fucking cancer coverage <laughs> that she made, that she set up a GoFundMe. Well, for. you know, they, they put out some yeah. polling internally and it was, uh, and they interviewed black leadership in the Democratic Party to try to create this narrative that there was a black problem for Bernie. Like just recently. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. cause that's no, the leadership of, of people in the party that are black. That's not people that are black yeah that's that's literally not at all indicative of of the black community at all i mean that's the that's the uh portion of of the black politicians in washington who have been in washington for in some cases 30 40 years and are completely bought into the establishment neoliberal line of thinking and line of attack so i mean there, there are people like john lewis uh, who I respect a lot for what he did during the civil rights movement, but who just straight up fucking lie about Bernie Sanders to smear him. Like, right. like, you know, during the, during the oh, yeah. 2016 primaries, he was like, well, I didn't see Bernie out there marching. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you, did you do a fucking attendance check of everyone who attended a fucking March? Are you kidding me? Like that. But meanwhile, he's saying that about Bernie at the same time across town, Goldwater. Hillary Clinton's campaigning for fucking segregationist Barry Goldwater. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, it's, you know, I I worked on a campaign. uh, Well, I've worked on a ton of campaigns, but I worked on a campaign for a black woman who was running for, um, oh, what was it? It was like a county commissioner. And she was talking about, uh, you know, just basically how the Democratic Party will funnel money to wealthy, you know, black clergy members so that anytime they want to show up in town, they have, you know, they can go talk at the, the church they want to and look like they're very close with the black community. And, you know, basically this person was running, was talking to me, was just said like, look, the black capitalists have been fucking over black working class all this time. It's not like there's that. <laughs> it's not as though there's not. Fred Hampton fucking said that all the time. <laughs> uh, within our own community here too. It's just, these people are the, the, the wealthy black folks will play ball with the democratic elite. Right. And so comrade, I am shocked that you, that you, that you're telling me that, uh, religious leaders are susceptible to bribery no it's uh, i'm kind of i'm kind of shocked yeah no but it's just it's this <laughs> idea that you know that black people all are a single monolithic uh mindset about politics in class is ridiculous, ridiculous. of course i mean you got if you fucking ben carson <laughs> Um, you know, you know it, it's not related, but it reminds me of the Kim Peel sketch about black Republicans where oh, everyone yeah. gets up on a podium. He's like, you know, you know, uh, black people, we're not a monolith. <laughs> and literally every oh, single one God. of them says that as they're like, like adjusting their members only jackets, like the fucking Kim Peel such a fucking funny show. Slacks. Yeah. Oh, man. Such a good show. It's that show. Yeah. So um, Nancy Pelosi's horrible, as usual. I mean, it's just it's just pathetic at this point. But, you know, I, I really think that for all of their um, all of their trying they're they're just they're going to make AOC president they're, they're They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're grasping at any straw they can. They're grasping for a rung as they're falling off the ladder and they're they're making it worse for themselves so let them keep doing it it's fine i don't mind yeah keep fucking keep elevating aoc and keep elevating bernie by smearing him you're only making him stronger you're only doing what they did to jeremy corbyn in the uk so oh yeah corbyn's gonna you know corbyn's gonna force a general election very soon i'm very excited to see him he's gonna be the bluten fucking prime minister he is (laughs) uh yeah it's gonna be great um 
I love how, did you see that clip of, like, so obviously it was that whole thing where people were debating whether or not you said stupid woman or stupid people, which uh, is ridiculous to begin with, because she is a stupid person and a stupid female individual. So she is a, literally a stupid woman and a stupid, and the, the uh, Tories are stupid people. So well, whatever he said doesn't fucking it matter. It would be sexist but, to imply that women can't also be stupid the same way as men, right? Yeah. But but also so he got he, there's this reporter like walking up the street asking him a question about that. And he's like, you know, what's really scandalous is that you're asking me a question about this when a homeless guy literally died outside of parliament yesterday. Like nice. and, and he just walked away from the guy. <laughs> Such a <laughs> Russell Brand response right there, by the way. It, uh, he, yeah. yeah, well, no, he really the, the latest, I love him. you know, they've been trying to smear, um, you know, Corbin is anti-Semitic <laughs> forever. Uh, and then, you know, he was he was going after bankers. Right. And they were like, well, he mm-hmm. said bankers, but he meant Jews. And it's like, what? That's implying that all all Jews are bankers or all bankers are Jews. Is that? Is, that yeah, that literally uh, is an anti-Semitic yeah. assumption. Right. It is an SAT right. question, uh, I believe. Right. Logic. So they can't. J.K. Rowling was leading that if fucking charge who, who made fucking worse. all bankers in her series uh, fucking goblins with hook noses right. with a Jewish star in the center <laughs> of their bank. So, Seriously. you know, that's that's really these people are just projecting to the max. But yeah, whatever. well, um, you know, I worry how much they can slander Bernie in every other way. They can't say he's anti-Semitic, um, you know, because he, he does And do. yet they uh, still do. That's the crazy They thing. still try. Well, yeah, yeah, like Sally Albright, who uh, attacks him for growing up a poor Jew and then also says now he's a rich Jew, even though he's the poorest senator. Uh, yeah. So but yeah, I still, you know, I, yeah. obviously I, I I worry about how much they can smear him in other ways for things he has no control over, as, as we were talking mm-hmm. about. But again, it's just it's like they'll do anything, any they're like you said, uh, Peter, they'll as soon as they have something to sink their hooks into AOC on that they can just ram over and over and over. They're going to try to do it because they're terrified of her right now. Because then that gives them a venue to try to, to bring down all of the progressive stuff. Well, yeah, they they make her the leader and then they take down the leader, thereby taking down the movement. But I think that the bad news for them is that people are not stupid anymore. People are very media literate comparatively compared to even 10 years ago. And people just not are going to buy that shit. There's right. too much. There's too much freedom on the internet, and people are just going to print the truth uh, about wow. the smears that are being. Printed. There's some freedom, but uh, our comrade Jules got taken down apparently permanently uh, for going after some turfs. And then just today, I got a, I, I'm just starting a seven day ban for saying that turfs should be fired into the heart of the sun. Well, you know, how, I, that's a very rude thing for you to say. I don't know why you would say rude that. Rude for me but, to um... point out that there's people that are transphobic. So this is this is what Twitter is punishing people uh, not for being transphobic, but for calling out people that are transphobic, right? That that's All transphobic like, lives matter. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Twitter. Yeah, transphobe lives matter. Um, yeah, Twitter's a fucking hell site. Well, this um, is also after I got but, banned but if you wanna... for using the phrase "a hill to die on." They said that was threatening language. Like that's a fucking uh-huh. idiom. What uh-huh. the th- what this website is bullshit. Well, you can get kicked off for using some of their gifts <laughs> uh... that are awful. Like people got kicked off by mm-hmm. by posting some of the gifts that you can find by searching Twitter gifts. Yeah, no, that makes that's, sense. That I like out. the gif where it's, it's somebody <laughs> spelling out the word "twat" with peas on a plate. You know that one. That's really funny. Yeah, that's no, one of my favorites. That's funny though. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me <laughs> at move underscore left. Uh, you can't follow Comrade right now because he's. Oh, banned, you can still follow me. Wasn't it's, banned. It, but the profile is active. It's not suspended. Okay. It's a seven day soft ban, so I can still direct Which, message people. I just can't tweet anything. Uh, What's your handle? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you asked. Uh, KS Riot nineteen ninety nine. Uh, uh, I'm two counts silly rabbit, which is S I L E rabbit. And then uh, Pat the burner. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah. So um, obviously if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. Uh, obviously the biggest thing is just share the show out. That really helps us get uh, more ears on the podcast and helps us grow our audience. Uh, you can rate and re- review and subscribe on Apple podcasts. You can follow us on SoundCloud. 
uh, be sure to share it out to your Twitter and Facebook. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com. Facebook.com slash or dot com slash move left idiots. We are on uh, Patreon if you want to go support the show that way. Uh, We're going to be rolling out a lot of new shows uh, in the new year, uh, and we need your support to do so. So if you want to help out that way, you can go to patreon.com slash move left. If you want to buy some merch, we have a lot of new merch for the show. Uh, You can do that at tinyurl.com slash move left merch. We've got move left cock Um, rings, everyone. Nice. Brand new. Yeah. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Hot off the presses. Uh, Hopefully not too hot because that would be kind of uncomfortable, but... (laughs) um (laughs) yeah you can uh pick uh stuff up over there uh and uh we will see you next week